What's your favourite time of the year? Is it your birthday? Is it Christmas? Is it Easter? Is it holidays? Is it the weekend? I call it the strong end because only weak people would have a weekend. <laughs> when do you love to be with other people? Or a really special question, when do you love to be by yourself? What are the times of you or what are the times in your life that you love to invest time with you or you love to invest time with people that you really care about? Uh, and I like to get a return on my investment. How about you? Uh, whether it's time or money. And why do we, and it's a very personal question, particularly if it's the time of the year when you're going to be investing time with other people, why do we uh, put up with people who treat us disrespectfully? Why do we put up with people who are rude to us or they gossip about us or they criticize us or they pull us down? Or it might be as simple as they just don't support our goals and our dreams. And often, uh, if you're talking about your birthday or Christmas or a special time of the year when you get together with other people, have you noticed that that, well, it seems popular that that's when we talk about what are you going to do next year or what are your goals or what do you want to be when you grow up or do you love your job? Or do you have a career that's exciting you? Or uh, have you thought about starting up a new business? Uh, the conversations that we have with the people in our lives that we really care about uh, at those special times of the year. So why do we put up with the people that don't want us to have a, a fun, happy, exciting life? Now, I get that life's going to throw horrible things at us and terrible things are going to happen in the world and there's going to be Mother Nature disasters and worldwide medical pandemics and global financial crisis and all the things that happen out there. But in here, the people that we care about, how are they treating us and what are we putting up with? And I always ask that question because a very long time ago, uh, one of my health clubs in, in Sydney, Australia, I had this great, um, when I say great member, it was a psychologist, psychiatrist, head doctor who was very good at asking those horrible, confrontational, uncomfortable questions that we often don't want to answer because they make us think really deeply. And the question was asked of me, uh, the people that you have in your life, uh, if, they, if they're not treating you the way you deserve to be treated, whose fault is that? Uh, and of course, it's easy to blame the people that are treating you badly. You know, they're rude to me or they're disrespectful or they don't, they're not excited about my goals. So it must be their fault. But the suggestion from the head doctor was this, that if somebody treats me badly one time, that's awesome because now that person has revealed to me who they are. So they've revealed themselves as a rude person or a disrespectful person or somebody that doesn't care about me. But if I continue to accept that in my life, so the second time they do that to me, I now have to accept the consequences for that because I'm accepting it. If I make it acceptable, I have to accept that that person is going to keep treating me that way. And I'm asking this very personally because every day and literally every day, and I talk to my students from all over the world and I have max international business professionals and exercise professionals all over the world. Uh, without fail, every day somebody will share with me that somebody in their family or somebody close to them or somebody that should love them uh, is treating them disrespectfully. So if you go to Christmas, for example, and you share with everybody in your life that you're going to start a new business in the new year 
And everyone in your family says, or people in your family say to you, you can't do that. That's that's Bruni. He's my family telling me that I can do it. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> uh, they'll say, no, you can't. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough money. It won't work for you. You should stay in your nice, safe, secure job. You shouldn't do that. That's the wrong thing for you to do. Now, in their defense, obviously, the people that love us, I imagine, would want us to be successful. They want us to be happy. They don't want us to fail. So sometimes, perhaps, the people in our life who we'd like their support or we'd like them to say, yes, you can do it, they might be scared that we can't do it. Or even more interesting and a personal responsibility question, how many times have we shared with the people in our lives that we want to do something, achieve something, go somewhere, start a new business, get a new education, get fit, get healthy, get strong, we tell them what we're going to do and then we don't do it. And is it possible that every time we say we're going to do something and then we don't do it, the people in our lives might believe us a little less next time? Probably more important than that is what about when I tell myself I'm going to do something and I don't do it? If I make a promise to myself and I don't hold myself accountable to that, if I'm excited about my new career or business, if I'm excited about being healthy, fit and strong, and then I don't do it, what happens to my own headspace? What happens to my self-esteem and my self-confidence? So there's a great question to ask at a special time of the year. Now, it might be that you start your week asking this question. It might be that you, every holiday, uh, important holiday, you ask this question. It might be on your birthday. It might be at Christmas. It might be New Year's. What do I want for my life? And who do I want to have in my life to make sure that the people around me, the people that have the most influence on my life, want me to achieve, want me to be successful. The reverse of that, the people that I have in my life, uh, are they people that I admire, that I respect, that I would want to learn from? Are they adding value to my life because they are driven, focused, disciplined, committed, they're wanting better for their life? And the reason I ask that question so personally is again, the head doctors, the psychologists and the psychiatrists, the behavioral scientists will all suggest to us, if not recommend to us, that we need to be very careful about the people that we have in our inner circle, our circle of influence. Is it possible that the people that we have in our life uh, have, a, a, have an influence on us? So if we have people in our life who are constantly telling us, you can't do it, you're not good enough, you don't have enough money, you can't educate yourself well enough, you just can't do it. If we get bombarded with that on a regular basis, is it possible that we actually start believing that, particularly if it's our family or the people that we respect? Uh, and there's probably a better question again to ask, why do I have those people in my life and do I actually respect them? So if somebody tells me that I can't have a successful business, but they've never had a successful business, uh, is, is there a good reason to believe that information? Why would I take that on board? I'm asking all of these questions because I would love to be able to share with the people that tell me every day, I've got somebody in my life that's being disrespectful to me or they're not excited about my goals or they don't want me to have a career or business that I love. I would love to be able to say to those people, get those negative, nasty, disrespectful people the hell out of your life. But of course, uh, I can't tell somebody to do that. You can't tell somebody else to do that. We all have to make those decisions for ourselves. 
But interestingly, my question is always this, why are you listening to that information? Why are you allowing those people to treat you that way? There's that interesting and confrontational question. When people say to me, oh, that person person was nasty to me, they hurt my feelings. The question is, yes, they might have been nasty to you, but did you allow them to hurt your feelings? Nobody can hurt you unless you allow them to. Nobody can upset you unless you allow them to. Nobody can make you angry unless you allow them to. Would that be fair? So here's the ultimate question. Who are you allowing to make you feel a certain way and do you have to? It's nice when somebody comes into your life and gives you a compliment or somebody praises you or somebody treats you nicely, but what if they didn't? Would that, would that mean that you don't be happy? And I often use this example when it comes to self-esteem. Uh, the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence is probably the question here. So let's say you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror. Yes, Broody. And you are excited by the way you look. So you, you, you know those days when you go, wow, I'm well put together today. I look good. Let's say you go out into your house and you live with other people. So it's either your family, three, four, five, six, ten other people. It might be that you share a house with people. You feel good and you like what you saw in the mirror. But everybody that when you come out of your bedroom in the morning, they say to you, oh, you look terrible or you look tired or have you put on weight or what's going on with you? You don't look that good. Even if you believe that you look good, but you have five, six, ten other people tell you that you don't look good, what starts happening to your the inside of your brain? See, when you say I look good and you believe that you look good, could that be your self-esteem? But when other people tell you that you don't look good, what happens to your self-confidence? There's an example. So let's just say after you leave the house, uh, you go outside and somebody scratched your car while it's been parked outside. Uh, you uh, drive to work and you get a speeding fine. Uh, you get to work and your boss fires you. Uh, you go to the gym and your personal trainer or the gym instructor says to you, oh, you look terrible, you've had a terrible workout today, what's wrong with you? And you have this series of events that happen throughout the day. What, what and how do you feel at the end of the day? So people tell you you look fat, ugly and old. <laughs> Uh, you've had a speeding ticket, you've lost your job, your personal trainer tells you that you've had a terrible workout and you get to the end of the day and just feel, Whoa. or do you? See, if you've got really high self-esteem, does it matter if people tell you that you don't look good? Wouldn't you be excited about losing your job because now you've got an opportunity to go and do something that you're really passionate about? If you get a speeding ticket, maybe you've had two or three of those and now you've got to sell your car, buy a bike and you'll get fitter because you have to ride your bike to work. Uh, your personal trainer's having a bad day and they were picking on you and you didn't take any notice of them because you know that you put in 100% effort into your workout. Uh, That could be, or ask the question, do you allow your life to be determined by external influences, other people's opinions, the way other people talk about you, or do you love your life because you love who you are and are you constantly aiming to become a better, kinder, wiser, uh, a person who likes yourself even more? And again, I'm asking those questions because I have so many people share with me that their life is affected by other people's opinions, the way other people treat them, the things that other people say about them. And now we live in this really interesting era of social media where people are, for whatever reason, it seems quite nasty. If you have an opinion about something and you post it on social media, if you do something that stands out from the crowd and you post it on social media, there may be people who really like you and that might make you feel good. Oh, wow, 50 people like me, 500 people like me, 5 million people like me. Great for your self-confidence. 
But if you post something on social media and you believe it to be true and you're, you're proud of what you posted and you love what you posted and you get all this negative, nasty, horrible comments and it doesn't affect you, could that mean that you've got really strong self-esteem? And here's the interesting thing to consider. It's been suggested again by the behavioral scientists that our self-esteem is the way we feel about ourselves from the inside. Our self-confidence comes from the way or what happens on the outside. So the way people treat us from the outside or what happens to us on the outside. So a great question again, if you have a really bad day and everybody treats you badly and the world is up against you and everything happens that could possibly go wrong, but you still get to the end of the day and you say, oh, I've had a great day because I've learned and I've gotten stronger and I'm going to be better because how would I know how strong I am until strong is my only option? If you've got people in your life who are not treating you nicely, if you've got people in your life who don't love that you are passionate about something, if you've got people in your life who don't get excited about your goals, your dreams, your sporting achievements, your educational achievements, the things that you want to do with your life, does it matter? Should it matter? Could that just be, if you get that, could that be just icing on the cake rather than the cake? Should your self-esteem be the driving force for what you do? So literally at the end of your day, when you look in your mirror, you're really proud of what you've done today, what you've achieved today, the focus, commitment and discipline that you've applied to your life today. What are you thankful for? What did you learn today? Who did you invest time with today? And even if there were shitty, horrible, yucky people in your life today, couldn't you be thankful for those people? Because how would we grow and get stronger if we only had nice people in our life? Probably the, the overall picture for everything that happens to us in our life is exactly what that beautiful psychiatrist, psychologist, head doctor shared with me very passionately in my health club in Sydney was, Rowie, if you take full responsibility for your whole entire life, Brudy's adding in his, in his um, passion for the right moments, isn't he? <laughs> uh, the suggestion was this, if you are mentally tough and strong, it's because you've taken full responsibility for everything that happens to you and every person that's mean and nasty to you, you take responsibility from, for that and you grow and learn from it. The suggestion is that the, the more mentally weak you become, the mentally, more mentally unhealthy you become, is when you blame other people, you get angry with other people, you don't take responsibility for everything that happens to you. So I'll just use that simple example of posting on social media. If you post something and you believe in it, and you, you believe it to be true, and you're passionate about it, and you want to share it with the world, why would it matter if 10 billion people, when the world gets that big, say to you, I hate what you said, and you're full of shit? Versus uh, you put something out there, and you get really excited because there's, oh, look at all these people that love what I said, and I get all these likes and all these great comments. But if you're not proud of what you say, then what difference does it make that other people like you? And that is that magnificent quote, perhaps, to consider. What's the point of having everybody like me, but I don't like me? What's the point of me liking me and being concerned about what other people think of me? So the quote is, better for me to love me and the rest of the world hate me than the rest of the world love me and I hate me. I have to love who I am. I have to be proud of who I am. I have to respect myself. And those beautiful words of inspiration, motivation, education, should they come with one word before them, which is self? Are you self-inspired, self-motivated, self-educated? Are you the person that doesn't matter what's going on with other people, doesn't matter who you've got in your life, you're still really proud of who you are? 
So how about we don't lower our standards to suit the crowd, we don't change our opinion to suit what other people are doing. Uh, in our house, we call that a sheeple. <laughs> don't be the person, the people that follow what everybody else is doing. Who are you? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? What would you die for? And then if it comes to the point where you would have to die for it, you would never negotiate your standards. And they are the people, and there's millions of them in the world, by the way, over history, that have got to the point where they had to either denounce what they believed in or they were going to die. And guess what? They chose to die. Because imagine trying to live with a person who used to have a high standard, but you lowered your standard to suit the crowd. You used to have a core belief and a, and a core value, but you lowered that to suit what everybody else was doing. Why would you become anything less than you could possibly be because everybody else is doing it? Be the person that you can be proud of, that you respect, that when you look in the mirror at the end of the day, whether there's a thousand people there or nobody there, you love who you are. And could that be a beautiful way to live your life? from birthday to birthday, from Christmas to Christmas, from year to year. And when you look back over your life, will it be with the regret of, I changed my core values to suit other people? Or will you look back over your life be, being able to say, I'm really proud of who I am because I lived my core values, my high standards, and I did not negotiate my non-negotiable standards. Could that be a great way to live?